Hello and welcome to Electronic Ears with me, Fenner. Firstly, apologies for the lack of a new show last week. My slot was actually hijacked for a live event, which then didn't go ahead for some reason, so they just replayed the previous week's show. Anyway, here we are now. Anyway, no harm, no foul. Got some fresh music for you this week, though, starting with the excellently named Brutalist Architecture in the Sun, who had a track on that recent Generation Blitz album that I bought. Actually, I really do like this track, but quite apart from the nice 80s homage sounds, it has got a lovely vocal. This is called Sutamotom.
So far, so 80s, but let's take a brief step back into the 60s. You might have read in the press that week before last, the Rolling Stones drummer, Charlie Watts, passed away. Now, in the 60s, there was this conceit that one either liked the Beatles or the Rolling Stones, and I'm not sure how true that was. My dad definitely liked both, but he was certainly a bigger fan of the Stones. And so I grew up with the Rolling Stones and certainly noticed Charlie Watts drumming. And I was going to play in sort of like tribute to Charlie, the Rolling Stones track, Sympathy for the Devil. But actually, do you know what? It's not a great example of Charlie's drumming. And to cut a long story short, I've ended up with a version of that song by Lieback instead. This is Sympathy for the Devil. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of words and taste. I've been around for long, long years, stolen many a man's soul and faith. I was around. When Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and faith. <laughs> and I made damn sure that Pilate washed his hands and sealed his fate.
Lieback and their version of Sympathy for the Devil, taken from a mini album they did that is full of mixes of that track. And I see that OMD are bringing out an album called Architecture and Morality Singles in celebration of the album's 40th anniversary. I would certainly argue that It, which is their third album, is their best by some considerable margin, although you can't really go wrong with any of their first four albums. They're all great. This new album seems to consist of demos, maybe outtakes, live versions. And if you pre-order it, you can immediately get this next track, which is the demo for Made of Orleans. And I took two things away from this, actually. Firstly, how well-developed the vocal was at this demo stage, but also how something that sounds so very basic and kind of clumsy can end up being absolutely amazing in its final incarnation. This is OMD and the demo version of Made of Orleans.
Amazing. Sounds like it was played on kids' toys, doesn't it? That was OMD and Made of Orleans, or to give it its full title, Joan of Arc, Made of Orleans. And also this week, Public Service Broadcasting have released another track from their forthcoming album, Bright Magic. I have to say, I think it's a pretty bold choice. It is lovely and the production is well up to their usual excellent standard. But it is slow and comes perilously close to being an ambient piece, really. I do happen to know that Jay Wilgoose is something of an Eno fan, and I also think he's working quite hard to keep the band evolving and moving in a new direction, which is great, isn't it? I don't want my favourite artist to stand still creatively. Uh, this is called Lichtspiel 3, Symphony Diagonale.
public service broadcasting, and I should have done that properly in German, shouldn't I? Lichtspiel 3, Symphonie Diagonale. Uh, now, I came across a little oddity this week, which is, in its way, almost a novelty piece. It's by Paul McCartney, uh, who have all of the Beatles was always the one who was most interested in avant-garde music. Famously, he wrote a piece called Carnival of Light, which was commissioned for the Million Volt Light and Sound Rave in 1967. The track itself is about 14 minutes long and has never been released, although McCartney still has the recording and talks about putting it out. Um, Anyway, about a decade after that, in 1979, McCartney wrote this next track while he was doing tracks for his second solo album. The song wasn't released until 1993 when it was relegated to the B-side of his Waterfall single. I have to say, I nearly dropped this from the playlist at one point over the course of the week, but it has, for better or worse, really grown on me. This is called Check My Machine.
Paul McCartney and the rather surprising Check My Machine. Another track next from the Generation Blitz album, this time by the Scottish artist Jigsaw Sequence, whose stated intention is, and I quote, to keep the flavour of the 80s living on in people's lives. Now, I'm not sure that that is an ethos I can 100% endorse, but I think he does a very good job of it nonetheless. This track is called Berlin Girl.
know, it's bugging me all week who the vocal reminded me of, but I think it's the guy from uh, Big in Japan, which would be appropriate enough. Anyway, that was Jigsaw Sequence and Berlin Girl, and that was the East Berlin remix. Next up, a new release from Minimal Drone Girl, who is something of Electronic Ear's favourite. Uh, not unusually for her, the track is probably best described as ambient, although there's a little drum figure included here in the first half of the song, which kind of keeps it bobbing along. Uh, the track itself is called Everlasting Azure. Thank you. 
Minimal Drone Girl and Everlasting Azure, which is available if you'd like to download it from Bandcamp. Now, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I'm planning to play the three parts of Steve Reich's WTC 9-11 as we approach September 11th. And ideally, I was going to play this part last week and this evening I'd have played the final part, but of course there was no show last week. So tonight I'll play the second part and we'll do the last one on September 12th. I do think this piece is a little upsetting, which is as it should be, of course, but I would not hold it against you if you want to spend the next seven minutes making a cup of tea or something along those lines. This is Steve Reich's WTC 9-11 as played by the Kronos Quartet. I was sitting in class, four blocks, four blocks north of ground zero. I was taking my kids to school. The first plane went straight, went straight over our heads, went straight over our heads and into the building.
Very moving, but also very disturbing. The Kronos Quartet playing the second part of Steve Reich's WTC 911. But let's finish up with a track by Niklas Reimer Schluter, who records under the name Cass. He's released a number of albums over the years in a variety of what appear to be low-tempo styles. And this year, he's put out an ambient album entitled Ambient Music for a Young Girl. One of the issues I find in generally, not just with Cass, um, with ambient music, is that it's quite difficult to assess quickly. I mean, is it genuinely interesting and is it something I'll keep going back to? Or, frankly, is it someone just noodling around? I remember the first time I heard David Sylvian and Holger Zukai's Plight and Premonition. I thought it was just rubbish. And yet I've probably played that album more than any others over the last sort of 35 years. Um, so I'm going to give Cass and this album, Ambient Music for a Young Girl, the benefit of the doubt, and we'll close the show with the opening track, which is called Daydream, Daydream. But before I kick that off, I'll just say thank you very much for listening. I hope you'll be back next week. And until then, stay safe and look out for one another. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>